welcome to the March 5th edition of One Nation Radio on Lords of Pain. I am your host, Rich Ladd, of course, here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just ready for, like, the best match of this pay-per-view coming up to be on the pre-show. That's all. Yeah. Um, Rey Mysterio and Andrade have been announced for the pre-show. So all of you that were saying, oh, you know, why are you guys, you know, so, so bitching about it being on TV so much? You know, y- y'all can't just be happy about nothing. Of course, they're going to do it at a big show like WrestleMania. Well, no, the <laughs> this thing has led to the pre-show. I Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Oh, I didn't know anything about that discussion or whatever else. I just know that um that was the big idea that was all they, over the internet. Oh yeah, and, and I'll say there are people talking about that you could possibly do you know championship versus mask, whatever else. And nah. I mean that would be a cool idea, but but it's you know. WWE, so any cool idea you have, you know, you got to just throw that out and realize they they here to do what they want. Or cool ideas. I mean, granted, like it's not their idea is not their idea. Like um for example. Um, they could have made our Andrade the champion tonight, but instead they decided to go Samoa Joe. There's no problem with that. Um, it's just, you know, you gave us a taste and like it literally, I mean, it's ultimately is leading to nothing like Ray's eating pins. Um, and Ray's a legend, so he can, you know, bounce off of that. I wouldn't over, I would do it any more than what they're doing now, but, um, like this is supposed to be potentially like what helps so- bring boards Andrade, like, into a healthy mid Carter and nah, he's just a prelim guy that has awesome message matches with people. You know, we can pin our truth, but we'll get to that later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so about that part Monday night raw in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Roman reigns in the city of Philadelphia have somewhat of a contentious relationship throughout his career. The site of the 2015 Royal Rumble, the site of his first uh, title win, and uh, the site of the second show of his return now. Um, So Reigns was out first. Big cheers. He looked like he had a renewed sense of confidence about him that I feel like I never saw in him before. Uh, And it just felt like he appreciated everything so much more. And, you know, when he came out, it was like he's not above the people. Or whatever it was, he, he was like among the people. He was slapping fives with him. He felt like a real good guy. Uh, he basked in the cheers like he's never been able to before. Said last week in Atlanta was the comeback, and this week in Philly uh, we're going to take the yard back. Said I tried to think of my future and what I want, but there's one man in my way, and his name is uh, is my brother Seth Rollins. In order to get what I want, I need to go through Rollins, and he asked Rollins to come out. Uh, Seth came out smiling real hard, like a real nerd. He had a new, um, B Slayer shirt on. So go ahead, get your shirts. And, uh, Seth was, like, I got to tell you something. Seeing you come back was one of the greatest moments of my career, meaning Seth's. He said, I'm going to take that inspiration and go to WrestleMania and slay the beast. I'm going to bring the universal title back to Monday night raw where it belongs every week. Cool story, Seth. Uh, he said, with that said, I know what you're, uh, I think I know what you're getting at. I know what it's like to vacate a title and not lose it. If anyone deserves a shot at Brock, it's Roman. The crowd got this like ominous feeling over it before the women started chanting for Roman. That's not ominous feeling. The men started booing. Yeah. And Roman says, I thought you knew everything, but you're wrong. 
Uh, he said, when I was gone, I, one person watched over this place, and it was Seth. One person kept this place in line, and it was Seth. Uh, no one has more confidence in Seth than Roman. The only thing that he has to say about you know you and Brock in the main event is good luck, my brother, but Roman needs a favor, and he wants to get the band back together uh, one last time. Seth said anything but that. Crowd booed. Okay. I, I, okay. Can we can we focus on like okay, Roman's doing a great job, and then they have him come out here and say this bullshit. So, um, Seth ain't stop shit. I understand. I understand he's trying to put over Seth, right? And that's fine. But saying that like when I was gone, you were the one that that, that saw best, whatever else. No, motherfucker. The, the top star on the on the brand when when Roman went down was Ronda Rousey. And Seth was out there doing that goofy ass or getting let alone by this fucking goof uh, uh, Dean Ambrose having that terrible fucking uh, feud. Just retconning this shit. I mean, look, it's 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 Roman Ro- Romans and they, they were literally off in their own world like Rollins and um, Ambrose, the way CM Punk was off in his own world during the whole Daniel Bryan shit where he was fighting with Paul Heyman. That's literally what it was. Yeah, but the Paul Heyman stuff was actually compelling and good and made some sense. Like, uh, uh, besides, well, I don't want to. Comp- I don't want to compare that to that or whatever else. But like, he didn't have to say that. Like, he's coming from this place of like he's really being honest or whatever else. And like, for me, watching this, watching this promo. Um, well, I'll, I'll wait. I'll let you finish it up, and then I'll get to my point on him. Yeah. Yeah. So Roman right. said he's going to work on that. He doesn't know the future, but he has a real sense of appreciation for everything. He doesn't know what's happening with Dean. He's coming and going, but he wants to shield back together. Rollins looked conflicted. Said that part of his life is behind him, but Roman's right. Life's too short. Tomorrow ain't guaranteed. And if Roman wants it one last time, he's in. Um, Roman basically said Dean needs to bring his ass out there and Ambrose came out and all these people cheered as if Dean Ambrose has actually done anything of late worthy of their praise. Elias can't then oh, came out. A good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Elias came out, uh, while Ambrose had his back turned and fucking waffled this fucker, uh, with the, uh, guitar broke it over him. He was an instant wrestler of the week nominee and he snuck off. Was, um, was this match at, was Dean versus Elias advertised like before like early in the week or like before No. So basically he just came out there and waffled him and for no reason and then all of a sudden they just had a match. Chances are that's what it was. The segment uh ended with Ambrose walking off under his own power after Rollins and Reigns chase Elias off. They they put that Roman is going to steal Seth's spot thing out there that's been going around on the internet and I you know I think the crowd that like like basically they put that thing to rest quote unquote for now and I think the crowd lightened up as soon as they saw Roman's promo go the other way but be careful yeah I mean like first Roman comes out um, the pop's not as big as last week because of course not um, and then it comes out but it's like. He he's getting cheered. He's getting cheered loud, louder by the fans that he had before. But like, there's still no ba- there's still no base in that in that uh, cheer, right? So you already know what that is. Is like the dudes that had issues with his with his position on the roster before. Like they're just not booing him now. And it, like this or, I mean, or they're not reacting too. Like there's there's like a miss of that. It's like do these people like right. really want to even like give their energy to that? So like if he doesn't have that, then he's not the most polarizing person anymore. Like they like to say. 
Well, yeah, that, well, that's done. Like, I mean, he, he's being, he's a fucking cancer survivor. Like, I mean, only only a jackass would, would do that unless they were given a quote-unquote reason as far as his positioning. It was not like Roman was ever some guy that didn't bust his ass um, most nights anyway. So it was like, you know, a lot of that stuff was, uh, most of the stuff is suffering succotash, Daniel Bryan, uh, him getting shotgunned, and a lot of people not thinking that he was actually ready to actually be the main a main event guy, which he wasn't at the time. Like you put you throw all those things together and it was a thing of all right. Oh, and also like people, smart fans knowing ahead of time that this was with the direction. That's all so throw that in there too. Um and and so like that was all thrown together into a big melting pot that turned into the uh that last time they were in Philly when that happened. Um, but now, and, it's, and then at some point, cool. they, they they basically took away his good matches. Yeah, that's what well, they were trying. They're yeah, that's them trying to manipulate more. It's like, oh, good matches aren't even working, so let's try to have him basically like work like he's hoking and just sit in holds and try to get everything from the crowd. And then all of a sudden, people start getting on, start start leaving to get hit the train <laughs> on them, right? Uh, so, you know. Um, I remember uh, Rance was talking about this um, after one of the pay-per-views about, like, what, at this point, like, what do y'all want this dude to do um, for y'all to, like, stop basically, like, fucking up his crowd reaction? And I thought it was, I thought it was a bit hyperbolic, but he does have a, it, he does have some validity to the part where it was like, Vince did a lot, Vince and them did a lot of really great things um, over time uh, that would, if it was somebody with a clean slate, or a cleaner slate because no one can have a clean slate in WWE. They always have to get someone has to get you know the toy has to get broke a bit, right? There's always going to be an arm missing. But if there was somebody that wasn't him, with some of the stuff they've done with him, whether it was Braun Strowman stuff or anything else, like or the Shield reunions or whatever else, it would have went over a lot smoother. And they um, came off as blatantly transparent attempts that were just horribly disguised, and they could have turned him heel at least two or three times to fix any of this stuff, but they chose not to. Yeah, that's that's part of the. I mean, they got to own up to the stubbornness of that, right? Because like they could have turned him heel for and had him had a, a year run and then come back to it and probably would have been gone by now. Because by that point in time, when he's a heel, they like they you know they they're very bad at babyface and he's the top babyface <laughs> and he wasn't immune to that. In fact, he was one of the worst victims of their terrible booking and decision making roster positioning by, with the babyface roster. Uh, so it would have helped him if he had he been a heel, you know, being basically the person that the crowd had made him out to be based on his push, you know, kind of like what happened with The Rock. But um, <laughs> that's that's where they went. But yeah, I just I, for me, listen to his promos last week and this week. Um, I don't know how much of it is actually affected. It, it feels more like it's actually um, a person there as opposed to broad strokes of what a what, of what a person wants to be like. Um, I'm gonna get real nerdy on you, or not real nerdy, but like kind of nerdy on you. Like, um, you're aware of Superman and aware, and you're aware of the fact that people call Superman boring, right? Yeah, like he's infallible. Okay. He's like right because he's perfect, and that is a somebody that uh, and someone that's not actually like read like good stuff of Superman before good Superman stories. The problem is that you miss the inspiring humanistic parts of him. And like the reading of Superman from from some people that don't may not know is like they think, okay, he's an alien that came to this planet. He's super powered because of Earth's sun, and he's like perfect. So he like you know so there's not really much interest there. Whereas opposed to like 
more people, the more the the better stories focus on the part that were like, yes, um, it's focused on like it's kind of a uh, allegory for the for the American story of you're he's an immigrant into this country. And what makes him special is the fact that he's just like everyone else. Like, yes, he's an alien, but he grew up here and didn't know he was alien until he was a kid. And so he's a human at heart, right? And that's all that matters was inside your chest, like your heart. Mm-hmm. And being and that's why Superman's supposed to be inspiring because like he's 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 not above people like how you said he was back in the day, how he used to come off as like, you know, he's supposed to be way up the way the fuck up here is like as opposed to like there's something that's re- inspiring and being being like relatable and also that great. And the last two weeks with Roman, as far as like him not wanting the title shot and, you know, he wants to get the show back because they did the whole work, you know, the bringing reality to, to, to the screen was saying that like Dean might be leaving. I just want to restart the shield, be damned all the stupid cancer shit. And um, that dumbass uh, backstab thing that happened. I just want to, you know, do this before he leaves. Like, that's that's what a human that's what a human would say that you know minus the the weird parts you want to go into with the uh you know the the off-screen stuff working into on-screen but so i i think they're off to a good start with him and you know there's speculation of what he's gonna do at wrestlemania but right now we're at a good place with him so Charlie was up next, and she had the horrible group with her. I coined them the Unincredibles. Uh, McIntyre said that he broke the shield months ago. These are three guys living in the past. Corbin said they're going to drag Strowman, Balor, and Angle, essentially. And Bobby Lashley said Balor's on the clock with the IC title. So we got Bobby Lashley versus, um, or excuse me, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Andrew McIntyre against Strowman, Angle, and Balor. So the faces on this thing are the dudes that get fed to the dudes uh, that the shield gets to whoop such a sad fall for Braun Strowman. He can't even be the dude to get whooped to get over. He's being the fed guy to the, <laughs> to the people that are going to do the jobs. So yeah, uh, the faces did the rounds uh, until Balor got in immediately got cut off by McIntyre came back from break and Corbin was beating on Balor and immediately goes into his rest hold that he could have done during the commercial. But no, we had to see that um, Finn tried to attack the heels, but Corbin cut him off again. McIntyre wouldn't work on Balor talk shit and dared him to tag his team in put him in this arm shoulder lock. Balor was going all around the ring until he was able to tag an angle bunch of German suplexes on Drew that all looked good. Looked like Drew was trying a Canadian destroyer, but um, it was reversed into an ankle lock. Uh, we came back from break. Corbin now had Angle in the hold. Ang- Corey said that Angle is a step slower, and truer words have never been said. Strowman got a hot tag. Balor hit the double uh, foot stomp, but Leo Rush broke up the pin. So he chased <laughs> uh, he chased basically uh, Leo until he ran into Bobby Lashley. Then all of a sudden, Braun Strowman came around the corner and murdered Leo Rush with, you know, it, it was that deal where Strowman gets that big head of steam and Leo Rush was up against the barricade, and I thought this dude was dead. Uh, after that, Lashley got in the, got in the um, ring, gave a rolling spear to Balor for the win, so it looks like at some point uh, Lashley will actually get a shot at uh, the IC title again. Good God. Um, post-match beatdown, Cole and Graves started putting these guys over real hard as these huge threats. Uh, these guys are an absolute bum squad. Don't get it fucked up. They put the stairs in the ring. uh McIntyre hit a Claymore. They gave Balor a powerbomb on the steel steps, and Baron Corbin looks like he's being positioned as the fucking leader of this thing. 
Bro. I'm not trying to watch no Baron Corbin ever. No one is. Um, it's the rating um, in December. <laughs> so uh, up next, we had heavy machinery. So Charlie said, folks here aren't happy to see you. Uh, the Ascension basically said they're tired of NXT call-ups and getting the shots. Uh, the B-team geeks don't seem to mind. Uh, and this was basically they were thrown into like some GTV footage, but all of a sudden you could hear the audio too. <laughs> so um, the Ascension were there with uh, the B-team, Kurt Hawkins, all of them gossip-like hoes awkwardly in a scenario that would never happen. And so, Yeah, and also facing towards one side, like not facing each other, just all facing towards the camera. Horrible. That happens to be there. Um, so Otis said that hurt his feelings. Our boy Fucker Knight was there, and... <laughs> You know, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, go ahead. Okay, so you talked about GTV, right? Remember, I think it was last week when the Ascension said something along the lines of Otis probably goes dumpster diving for cheeseburgers. Correct. Like, bro, am I the only one that wants to see it? Now that you mentioned it, I don't want to see a GTV and a man roaming around the trash trying to find a cheeseburger. <laughs> am I the only one that wants to see that now? Like, I'll, I'll sign up for that. Look, I have been accused of being too critical of Vince McMahon Sports Entertainment and Wrestling Circus. Look, I this is something I would enjoy to see just for just for the joke of it, just to see like, wait a second, this man's really out here in the trash like a damn raccoon. <laughs> so y'all hear that? Uh, send Vince McMahon a tweet and ask him to bring back GTV. Uh, no, but- no, no, no. Never mind. Fuck. Uh, it's already on the, the world now. Yep. So uh, all of a sudden, Natalia was on her way to the ring for Natalia versus Ru- Natalia. The, excuse me, Natalia Ruby Riot Part Sixteen of their feud. Uh, they it said, seemed, "You sure it's not 38? I I don't know. I just threw an arbitrary number on there, but they said okay. Ruby was hanging out in the rough areas of Philly. Uh, I I forgot what neighborhood they said. I think but, it was Kensington or Kennington. Or, that, yeah, like, I, I think Kensington like. or something. Um, so Ronda let her homegirl come out here outnumbered. I'm tired of being of Natalia being the Brutus Barber beefcake to Ronda's Hogan. <laughs> wow. Wasn't really much of a match. Natty got a quick roll up and ran out the ring. Then we had to see Lacey Evans bring her country ass out here. Uh, she had green and black on looking like a Boston Celtic, which will never get points in my book. Uh, they called her the sassy Southern Belle. So uh, they said she uh, like Renee started like praising her and saying she was like Aubrey Hepburn and a few other names I didn't recognize. Uh, Graves were was telling us there are big things in her future. This is a four out of ten on the uh, craziness of the outfit scale. Hey, uh, so she's a big cra- she's a big star in the future. How was uh, how was her pop? How was her booze or cheers or noise or crowd reaction? So I'm what I'm gonna do is recreate what happened. Did you hear it, James? I'm still listening. I can't quite Ah, uh, I hear it now. Yep, yep, that's it I right there. It. So gotcha. <laughs> um after that, uh they ran back the Batista video from last week, dressed it up with their sound effects and everything else looked awesome. Then Michael Che and Colin Jones were from SNL were in the back with Stephanie hugging her and all that. Steph talks about the audience and the wrestlers. Duke Collins says he wrestled in high school. Michael Che already knows what it is. He wants no smoke. Uh, it casually gets mentioned they're doing something at WrestleMania. I didn't quite make out what they were saying. They're going to basically be the hosts of WrestleMania in a similar fashion to, I don't know, The Rocket 27 or New Day at 33 
Yeah, they're that's what they're doing. Or, or John, or sorry, or John Stewart at SummerSlam 2015. I can handle Michael Che with this. Colin Joseph dude was like obnoxious as fuck to me. Well, that was the point. He's supposed to be a heater. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> um, yeah. Like he just came off as. I feel like he's playing it too small. Like if you're going to be the annoying heat guy that comes out to to Philadelphia wearing a Mets cap because obviously division rivals in the NL East, and then you know um, go, we'll get into what he said later, which infuriated me. But um, like if he's going to if he's going to be the heater guy, like maybe you want to you know give him do some a little heat. bit more. Like, <laughs> it, it was just, like he was playing it too smart almost, and it's like that's cool, like but that's not going to get over either. And it did not really get over. I enjoy seeing Michael Che, So uh, hopefully uh, I'll enjoy what he does so it can balance out. So <laughs> it is, uh, it is a nice thing where it's like, okay, Michael Che, he's cool. The other guy's an asshole and they just don't, they don't get it. Like yeah. I, I get, I get what they're doing, but um, after seeing this, it's like, I mean, I didn't think this was bad, but it's also like I don't want to see this at WrestleMania. This is more way way to make this shit go to twelve at night. Yeah, like last year, remember it was like a five hour show, and like two hours and thirty three minutes of it was actual wrestling time. So it's just just nothing but filler bullshit wrapped like all over this show. So yeah, to your point, you this... already know like you're gonna get an Elias promo at one point. Yeah. Um, so Triple H got the nine o'clock hour. They've got Triple H using his heel music while he's a babyface now. Um, Batista showed up on IG. He said, Triple H, I guess I got your attention. I'd like to apologize, but I just don't want to show up in Raw. I ain't got shit to do. I just hate Philadelphia, which, I mean, I wouldn't show up in Philly either. So, <laughs> um, they he said, we're going to play this game by my rules till the game's over. Ha ha. And maybe I'll show up at Fastlane. So there may be a face-to-face next week as well. Did he say Fastlane or did he say Raw next week? I think he said Fastlane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know he's going to be, they advertise him for Raw, so. Okay. Let me, okay. Let, let me say, I don't know he'll be there, but he's advertised. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of false advertised people for that, that try, try to get heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I feel like he's playing part-timer Hill better than Brock has ever played it. I mean, he's a way better talker, and he oh, can act. <laughs> like, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Batista so far, yeah. uh, and I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I do. So Triple H came out there. Uh, he said, as if I didn't have a reason to be mad enough, I had the chance to bring out Ric Flair on his 70th birthday, but I'm not upset because of Ric Flair. I was there for Richard Fleer. Uh, I spent years with him. That's who I was there for. I was there for his best and worst times. He was there for mine. He was at my wedding. I was there for a couple of his weddings, and he put it over in joking fashion. Everyone pops. That, that was funny. It was though. great. That, that, like yeah. tri- Triple H was like balancing from like serious to the jokes, and then like to, I think I think he that was, was fucking I, excellent here. Yeah, I think that I think the the joke to line up the humor was icebreaker to where you can actually get into the emotion because that's where exactly where he went right after that. And I thought that was a, I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, and he said he stood by his side when he buried his son. Uh, he said he was in the hospital. Uh, Rick was in the hospital last year clinging to life in a coma said every call that uh, he got he thought it was going to say Rick is gone Triple H got choked up from there he said Rick wasn't supposed to be here for his 70th birthday Uh, Rick loved being in front of all you guys Uh, just one more time he wanted to be the nature boy Rick Flair because it's what he lived for and it didn't happen because of that piece of 
shit um he said he wanted my attention dave you wanted my attention we all know why you've been crying about it online forever you quit like you always do when it gets tough when you don't get the reaction or the respect from the fans that you want so you attack the 70 year old man you want to pop up on screen and go bad guy one-on-one and 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 go up there and say you want to play the game real original i'll come to your house dave is that enough come to mine i'll go to a movie set basically this ain't the bullshit this ain't the fake shit that y'all watching on the rest of this show um but you standing face to face here with me you ain't looking at the character uh you looking at the man look me in the eyes like a man if you can ask me what you want i'll give it to you look obviously breaking the fourth wall is an unfair advantage but i'll let this slide because this was just such excellent execution and it was it was it, it felt like something here yeah, I loved all of it except for like, well, two things. Like Triple H is terrible at fake crying. Like it, like when he did the fake crying. It reminded me of like when he did the like, was it the week when they said the border when he, like the week after uh, Punk had won the belt from Cena and he had came out to stop uh, Vince from firing um, Cena or Cena and he said, you know, I'm. I'm sorry, Pop. I love you. I think he's I love you, Pop, or Dad. And I was like, oh, God, this is so hey, fucking fake. But Now that you bring that up, so uh-huh. the the, the uh, board of directors got rid of Vince back then for making all them bad decisions. Here we go. Where the fuck they at now? I guess the power structure changed. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and then also, like, I, I, didn't, I thought they had enough with the, you know, Flair almost died 18 months ago. Um, I didn't think they really need to go to the into the read thing, but whatever. Outside of that, I pretty much I thought this was like after after listening to this, I thought that like oh yeah, this is now at worst the second biggest match on the card now. Yeah, um, that that Rollins and Lesnar thing has just gotten off to such a slow start. So is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, I, still you, still doing we that? don't know, you know, because you know. What what if Vince decides to replace Seth with someone more qualified? You know, I mean, I will say this right. Um, I don't think anybody in the right mind want to see Seth versus uh, or not sorry, Seth, but uh, Roman versus Brock again. But um, a three way, given what happened at WrestleMania thirty one, would be intriguing because they already like had a great match when they did that. Um, now, <clears throat> if, if, I, I'm sure their idea is like, no, that's way too fast, way too soon. Because, like, we just finally got Roman to where, like, he gets universally cheered. Like, let's not fuck this up, all like, within weeks um, of it. So, who knows what they decide to do. But, like, Roman being in that match would technically make it a bigger, more intriguing match. So, they did a video looking back at Ronda and Becky. Uh, Steph said Charlotte was being presumptuous uh, in a promo. Uh, when Ronda laid the belt down, it was disrespectful and blasphemous. WWE is going to do what's best for business and drop the charges out of nowhere. Uh, Becky said, uh, said Becky is going to sign a hold harmless agreement uh, for her fake injury. And when Becky faces Charlotte, it will be for the Raw Women's title at Fastlane. And this is before you get into the foolery that is both of them being from SmackDown showing up on a Raw to do this and fighting for the vacant belt um ambrose was in the back oh can we talk about how blasphemous about blasphemous it is to quote unquote uh just leave the tile leave the tile on the ground like 
Okay, so you mean to tell me this fucking company that has made top championships before by one time? Uh, how many times for have they been, literally pulled it out of a suitcase or a bag and just handed it to either Hunter or, or Randy? How many times has that happened? Does that happened twice or more than twice. I'm not sure, but I know it happened at least once. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? Like, y'all, y'all, look, this belt. Actually, when the belt first showed up, it was the women's title, and then it got turned into the Raw women's title. So. And then think of the illustrious winners like the Alexa Blisses of the world. Like, <laughs> like come on now. The, the Nia Jaxes. Like, come on, man. Like, oh, man. Ronda's, Ronda, the reason, whatever. I'm not even getting into it. You, y'all understand what it is. Like, I don't know why they decided to say blasphemous, but it ain't no fucking blasphemous. It's fake ass wrestling show. Yeah. Go ahead. So Dean Sorry. Ambrose was in the back. Uh, Roman Reigns walked up on him and said, I thought we were past hanging in places like this. I popped. <laughs> <laughs> he said you got a spot like, bro, you ain't tired of smelling musky and dusty yes he said you got a spot in the locker room we could talk anytime ambrose like i gotta stay sharp and get ready for this match on Un- this match that hasn't been announced at any point yet so i'm like who the fuck is ambrose f- like you know fighting at this point and then i had to remember oh yeah elias like waffled him in the beginning but like it was really hard to remember that because this show yeah, just like and it also beat. wasn't televised and it also wasn't like um advertised before that even happened they just like you know, raw flying by the city of Japan shit. Yeah, so that's another thing that's weird about this is that like, Elias did this, and then like, Elias will not get any, no one will ever, ever like get any comeuppance on that. Like, it's just it. Like, he's not even in the match on Sunday. He just, yeah, I just, I just basically like, whoops. Uh, uh, of course, it's Elias. Of, of course he's sidelined. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say this, like, after this. One thing I said to you off air before, I think, was that, when, like, when Roman comes back and they do this whole thing where they're trying to get, or I said this last week or before last week, where, like, they actually try to get the show back together and try to make some amends and they turn Ambrose's face, like, on a, on a dime with no explanation because they knew Roman was coming back. The very first thing they need to do is they meet face-to-face Roman punches that man in the face and punch, knocks him on his ass and then helps him back up in a similar fashion to um, during the Wyatt feud in 2014 where um, Rollins didn't think they were together and he actually like jumped off the apron during a tag situation next week. Like they basically said, like we're, we're, you know, we're airing out our dirty laundry in front of us and like, we're going to try and get back on the right track or whatever else. That makes sense. Cause like, you know, they're men and they're tough and toxic masculinity and we don't talk about emotions. We just we just try to out tough each other and we get and we get through things by being tough. So um no, that didn't happen. Like he just comes down and is like, You okay, man? I'm like, dude, Roman's a saint, bro. <laughs> Roman's better than me. I mean I've whooped that man look, like, yeah. Oh God punishing me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How about I punish you? I, um our, our homegirl the witch Melissa had militia m- excuse me, the witch militia had tweeted out uh Roman Reigns the best um face main event character i was like i'm sorry i needed him to punch demon ambrose in the face like with no words like that that's just yeah. what I, that's just what i need to happen um so after that uh it was heavy machinery against every geek tag team they could find uh in the locker room or all the guys in the video earlier axel hit the floss dance months after anyone had ever thought about doing that anymore otis pinned the b team connor got, got in jumped on otis Vader bomb on Victor because he's smaller than Connor pinned. Ah. Uh, and then Otis pinned Hawkins. Otis got all the pins because fucker Knight is just along for the ride. 
So, and this was like a five minute match where they cleaned out all the bottom of the tag team division. So it's like, who are they going to wrestle now? Who cares? <laughs> so uh, after that, Seriously, who cares? Like, yeah, beat, like beat them all, get yourself to a nice position to where you can now, you know, get another title shot or whatever else or be get title contention slots or whatever else. Cool. Like they're trying to, at least they're trying to make people. So fine. So uh, Michael Che and Colin were talking again. Colin said he's up to date and he starts naming dudes from the nineties. They walk by EC3, who is uh, in his fighting draws in front of the mirror. Uh, James, did we ever find out if Mojo Raleigh uh, was still in front of that mirror somewhere? Did anybody go grab him? Yeah, didn't you text me saying that, like, what if that's the same mirror? Is that Was that you? Uh, or who was that? Well, I, I was talking about it on Twitter. I know I saw you like one okay. of the tweets. So, yeah. But. Yeah, I. I, I you continue and fill in it's, exactly all like, the stuff. I, like, I, I feel like Mojo Raleigh, maybe he's stuck inside the mirror. Like, he's trying to find a way out of the mirror. Like, that's a whole, like, it, it had to be this this abstract thing we're not thinking about. So is it, like, is it the sunken place? Is it, like, the mirror realm in, like, uh, or the mirror dimension in, in Doctor Strange? What is it? Like, it's you, basically... You got any guesses? It's, it's basically the place where all the people that come up from NXT go... And at, when they're not being used anymore, so they get stuck inside this mirror. Ah, so it's like where like Oscar was during last summer. Right, right. I mean, Please. sounds plausible. <laughs> so, sounds, like it's where the revival were like a year ago. Correct. Yeah, sounds plausible. Correct. Yeah. And eventually, they get out. It's where Andrade was like most like after he debuted until like this summer. Correct. Okay. So, uh, Michael Che and, uh, Colin Yost absolutely dismiss EC3 like he's a fucking loser. It was awesome. <clears throat> Titus had no idea who this white man was. They walked <laughs> up on him. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who this colonizer is. Wakanda forever. <laughs> so, Titus made him take a picture of, you know, Che and Titus. No way Jose came through dancing to no music, which was, you know, funny. After that, we got an interview with Charlotte. And Char- no, 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 no. You have to mention that all this is happening. EC3 is still in the background, not moving an inch. He's literally like Drax the Destroyer. It's like Batista's character during that scene in Infinity War where he's like, if I stand really still, then I'll become invisible. <laughs> I just sit here with this damn big ass uh, ball of sheen in my hand, and I won't move. Are and we, I'll go. I'll move. I'll be invisible. That's exactly what happened. Are we sure that that wasn't a fat head cut out of EZ three? I mean, I saw the eyes move. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know they got the technology, and you know they can they can figure something out with that. So they could just lug that city to city and save a couple bucks. Rather than, you know, flying this professional fighter in, making them, you know, get the draws and, and the sheen, like, they can just stand up the fathead in front of the mirror. Rich, how many weeks has he been on the main roster? What, when did they all debut? Was that, like, the first week of January? Yeah, that was, like, back in January. Bro, he's, has he, he still hasn't talked, right? No. Dude. He that, is a good talker. The only reason why he's over is for two reasons. The way he looks and the way he talks. It. Okay, so do you remember 
at the end, the very end, on last call on the on, on um the college dropout album. Yeah. When he talks about like how he was going back and forth between some companies and Dame Dash and Rockefeller said to keep a lookout for him, whatever else, and then like the deal with I think Atlantic fell through. So he says he gets on the phone and he goes, "Yeah, man, you think we still get that deal with Rockefeller?" <laughs> EC3 needs to go, needs to like talk to whoever he needs to talk to. Be like, hey, bro, you think I can come back to TNA? Because <laughs> this here is, this is the shits. Like, there's no way that he thought the way that he looks and the way that he can talk and the way that he dresses that he would be in this position like eight weeks into his, into his main roster career. Like, no, but there's no explanation for this. Can't be. None. Um, yeah so uh up next uh charlotte uh was doing an interview with charlotte caruso and she's like a whole foot taller than her like she has to have on like massive heels or something uh she said becky and her stubborn irish pride and her huge ego uh she'll sign unlike your queen uh Becky is arrogant. Even at her best, the man doesn't compare to the queen. Once she's done with her, she's going to put her on the shelf for good. I'm sorry to ruin everyone's hopes for Becky, but she's a one-legged woman and an ass-kicking contest, but they get to bask my glory when I become the Raw Women's Champion. More gaslighting by Charlotte, so. This pissed me off so much. Like, you fucking dummy. She beat you. She threw you out there at the Royal Rumble with the fucking injury that it happened at. The inside the incident where it happened. Yeah, but, you know, James, the Royal Rumble doesn't count anymore, so <laughs> that has been erased. So what does count in this fucking feud? Whatever they tell us counts. Jesus Christ. Like, <clears throat> people, are getting, people are getting laid out with kendo sticks and, and crutches, and they show up next week, and it's, no, it's like nothing fucking happened. I'm, uh, Becky, she hurts her knee. Uh, she hurts her knee. She's on crutch for five weeks, and then she's going to be in a match uh, on Sunday. So that'll be six weeks, and she's going to fucking win it. Like, it's so, uh, ah! <laughs> they're so bad at this. Like, they're so bad. We'll get to it later, but Ambrose was uh, hiding in the corner again, looking like he was about to roll some weed up or do some other type of substance. Rollins rolled up, asked Ambrose to stand with him, called him his wrestling soulmate. Ambrose said no nah, to the Shield reunion, and he has business tonight uh, on his own. I just want to know does does Ambrose like order the new type of flak jacket or whatever? What you know, he burned his, so did, did he have multiples of them laying around? Oh my God, I forgot he burned it. Yeah. So, um, Elias, he was doing his uh, regular cheap heat. And then all <laughs> no, of a sudden. No, this was not no regular cheap heat. I'm no. sorry. This is the best, well, I'm like the best one he's ever done. I'm getting to it. And I'm going to okay. I'm, I'm gonna play it. So, he, at first, he was doing his regular cheap heat, and I started tuning him out. Now, all of a sudden, he just, like, went into um, sort of like another gear uh, with this uh, deal. And this, this was like along the lines of when he got all those boos uh, in Seattle when they weren't playing. But I don't think he got quite the reaction, but it was just absolutely hilarious how he did it. So take a listen. You know how I know I'm in Philly. You hear that, James? Yeah. Because the Stanley Cup is nowhere to be found. Thank you. 
This was fucking yes. excellent. Like, and at this, yes, and at this point in time, I in the in the message to y'all, I said, "Hey, to those suplex uh, fellows and contributors, I said to y'all, look, Elias is going to be a, a wrestler of the week candidate unless like something crazy happens in the next few minutes that uh, that he's still on screen. But other than that, he's in, but he made it. So yeah, congratulations. Yep. So we got Ambrose versus Elias. It was light jeans versus dark jeans. Drifter versus Drifter. The long awaited uh, contest here." Ambrose was so much smaller than Elias. I kind of noticed that during the match. You know, they do some basic wrestling. Uh, you know, nothing really too bad. Just, you know, decent TV match. Elias ended up getting a clean win by hitting the drift away on Dean Ambrose and beating him 1-2-3. So the Ambrose Job World Tour continues, at least until yeah. he gets back with the Shield. And also, he goes in the record book as the first person to ever won a WWE transient match so congratulations correct <laughs> correct um so rollins and reigns then came out with such disappointment in their faces it takes <laughs> them an entire commercial break to to make it to the ring <laughs> rollins, that's not the reason why that's so mean that's, we ain't gotta be that mean damn <laughs> they went out there they just stood i'm like you fucking lose it for a whole four minutes <laughs> Man. So what's wrong with him, Dean? And I'd be like, Seth, what's wrong with this man? Uh, is he sick? Is it crack? <laughs> so and he's like, Roman, what happened to this man? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so Rollins and Reigns rolled up, uh, and they essentially gave him a look like roll with us or continue to be a fucking loser and <laughs> yes Seth Rollins and, and his dumb ass like no I'm I'm, I'm, I'm doing it on my own alright you fuck around and, and end up like uh, your boy uh, Kurt Hawkins <laughs> so you man finna start up a streak out here bitch <laughs> So Seth Rollins, his, his pants look like they snap between the legs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like, this show was 
not bad at all. But why is this shit going off the rails? We just clouded it so bad. This was not a bad show. <laughs> so Ambrose wants no part of this, and he leads through the crowd to stun on him. Essentially, uh, Corbin's music plays, and for some reason, Corbin I thought he was the only one with a mic, but he wasn't. Uh, he called Philly the city of the brothers of love because you know <clears throat> Corbin loves messing stuff up. McIntyre said uh, the Shield are just three straight dogs fighting for scraps at their table. Roman said, look at me. He said, Roman, look at me. Uh, this ain't the return that you envisioned. Y'all are pathetic. Uh, we were going to offer y'all the chance at fast lane, but you don't deserve it. And we going to end it right now. What did he do as he said that to, to Roman? <clears throat> what did he do? What did McIntyre do? Looked at him. He bent the knee again on the, uh, by, at the interest ramp. Why does he keep yeah. doing that shit? <laughs> I guess it, maybe it's a nervous thing. I don't. I don't know. There's, no, he like he's cutting a perfect promo, like perfectly fine promo with emotion and everything else. But then, like he takes the knee and it's like so distracting, so distracting. So um, the Unincredibles get in and they beat on <laughs> Rock Rounds and Reigns. Uh, Ambrose is going nuts in the aisle, and then all of a sudden he runs in to save Rounds and Reigns, and it didn't really seem like he got a huge pop or anything. Uh, when that happened, like a, then a shield chant started and died. Uh, Roman did the fist, and then uh, Rounds uh, did it, and then a big pop happened when Ambrose joined them in doing it. So lo and behold, we've got the shield back again. Back for the fourth time. I, I guess they got to sell off the rest of that inventory of them shirts or something. Like they just keep running this shit back, like it's NWO two thousand or something. But they, but remember, every time they do a reunion, they do different color fonts of shirts, so they're new shirts every single time. So it ain't even that. It's like we just want to do it. It's like all right. So I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure <clears throat> the match will be pretty good as long as they you know minimize uh, Corbin. So Tamina's already in the ring, of course. Uh, then Sasha Banks came out, and yes, I got to hear the whole theme music, so that was that was good. Um, so Cole brings up that Dean ain't renewing his contract for like the first time that they've ever done something like that. Uh, <clears throat> Renee said that he's going to greener pastures, and Graves is like, "This is WWE, Renee. What are you talking about? Like, there's nothing else out there in the world. Uh, he'll be wrestling at high school gyms or something." Uh, he made it sound like. So we got Sasha and Tamina. Uh, James, are they going to put Tamina in the Hall of Fame? No. What? I mean, actually, I mean, maybe because anyone can go in and who cares? But yep, that, that's your joke. Um, <laughs> my, my my initial thought was like, wait, what? Hell no. Yep. So we got a pretty basic match. Uh, Nia broke up the bank statement. Tamina caught Sasha with a super kick, pinned Sasha Banks. Um yeah, so they they did the deal where they pinned Nia, but pinned Sasha too. So I and I don't know. I guess because they're, they're bad at this. Yeah, I, I guess they they switching this up. I would think you pinned but, Tamina. Okay, so my thing is this, right? If because of what they've <clears throat> done in some of these matches lately, uh, that Sasha or sorry, that's Char- or Bailey is. Um, getting a better crowd reaction than Sasha. Okay, don't beat her. Fine. It doesn't matter to me. Like it's interchangeable who 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 loses in that one, right? At this point, because of where, like they kind of by sheer accident just flat out due to injury. Like Bailey's like gotten a, a little bit of shine lately. But under no circumstance would I've ever imagined that one of the one of the two Samoan women were going to take a L 
and it was going to be Nia. I I couldn't believe this. I was like, what? Why? How does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like, Tamina is Yano. Period. She's there in the tag match. You take the fall. She can do whatever she does, whatever. But she's there to if there if if Ishii is there to lose, Yano is there to take that pin. If Nia is going to lose, or if you know one is going to lose, whatever, it's going to be Tamina East to pin. What the fuck? New shit. Switching it up. Apparently. <clears throat> um, yeah, like they they pushed her. They pushed Nia ever since she broke uh broke um Becky's, Becky's face. face. To to a certain level, and now uh, I don't know if this is just you know I don't know if it, it, it fell through the cracks like a lot of things. All right, we're back um, from some technical difficulties, but Michael Chase walking walk through the back said he had to use the restroom. Colin said that he wasn't scared uh, to be left alone. He turns around, and of course Braun Strowman rolls up on him. So Colin looks shook and said Braun maybe will win next time. Then he said Strowman must work out. Then Colin asks him if it's real, like a fucking mark. And then Strowman jacks his pussy ass up on a wall. And immediately I'm like, is this supposed to be some Dr. David Schultz shit? Like Rhonda spent the whole weekend telling us this shit is fake. And Vince just got trying to restore the feeling out here. Dude. Uh, this pissed me off so much. I think this infuriated me more than anything on the show. Um, like, the first thing I thought was David Shaw saying, I thought he was going to slap the piss out of him. Uh, but he didn't. It, it, it actually, he just, like, literally grabbed him by the neck and held him against the, uh, the wall. And I think me, you talked about it during the commercial break. I was like, well, I should come back from commercial break, and he's still going to have him up against the wall. Sure enough, exactly what they did. Um, it, whatever. Um, yeah, I... Like, dude, they, they literally, like, if there's a line for... Uh, kayfabe and um, reality or whatever else like they literally fucking like grabbed and played jump rope with it on the show like between between Richard Fleer and um, the stuff they did with Rhonda and um, and this I, I just like I like is that what we're doing now we're like this is a new toy now is for Vince is like we're just gonna we're just gonna play we're just gonna play with the with you know we're just gonna play with the fourth wall. It's like that's like it's one thing to like sit through like uh, Deadpool and have him like you know look dead in the camera and then you know kind of be ahead on you and what's about to happen next. Like it's an entirely different thing when it's like this. This isn't Deadpool. This is a show that has had rules or whatever else, and it's okay to you know break them or, or nudge up close close to the line, but like. Some of this shit is full Russo. Habitual line stepping out here. So uh, Braun holds this fucker up through the brick and somehow he doesn't die. And Strowman wants to see him at WrestleMania. And that felt like Braun Strowman's WrestleMania angle. I could be wrong, but they've never ever had Strowman plans any time in the past. So this wouldn't shock me. So the revival, of course already in the ring like it's 1992 and his wwf superstars and they're waiting for the real stars to come out um, well they kind of are so uh they were taking on in an unadvertised apparently it was a tag team championship match they may have alluded to earlier in the show uh between black Ashe, uh 
Uh, that's Alistair Black and Ricochet, y'all, against The Revival. Huge NXT chance to start. Um, I think Scott Dawson said something to the effect we were in NXT 2 or something like that. <laughs> uh, so Rude and Gable walk out here before anything gets going because, of course, it has to be some gimmick. We can't get a straight match here. This is in the death spot, by the way, too. Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, do you want either one of them being beaten right now? True. Uh, the revival is done. Way I was just not done the match later. because it was it was it was a lame angle. Yep. Um, they break up the match by stopping out the revival. Black should hit their flip poses. Uh, then you know that w- that was pretty much it. And we got our main event segment. Then the creator of women's wrestling came out with the championship, and Charlotte was out first uh, among the participants. Big Becky chance when the music stopped. Steph said, we need a champion, and y'all are going to fight on Sunday. Uh, Steph then explains uh, to Becky uh, what a hold harmless agreement is, like she's an idiot. Then Charlotte asked Steph to hand her the belt and woos her horribly. And Becky was like, I beat you on one leg at the Royal Rumble. I'll do it again right now. Steph said, chill. We got to do legal shit on this, essentially. We got to send it to marketing and PR and all this other shit. Um, Steph looked too damn happy holding that damn belt, James. She looked like she should be the real champion. Uh, this is about the Vince McMahon. It. Yeah. You know, we just going to keep the belt where it's at. So, well, she is a former woman's champion anyway, so whatever. What, what, would, what would be another bad title reign? They, they do them all the time anyway. Yeah. So um, after that, uh, Stephanie separated them. Then she wanted Becky to sign the agreement. Becky signed it. Then we cut the camera to the back for no reason at all, where Ronda is shown walking in the building from the parking lot. Uh, and this was instantly memed up. And I think I told you at the time, this is going to be memed up. Ronda had to face yeah. on, walked out there. Uh, they went to commercial, and she came through after b- the break, and her music hit, and she went to the ring. Rhonda asked Stephanie what she was doing. Uh, Stephanie said she left her no choice, essentially. Uh, and Rousey said she gave Stephanie a week to think about it, <clears throat> but she didn't want. She wanted to include Lynch, not exclude her. Rousey asked her for the championship back, which was weird she should just took it but uh stephanie gave rousey back the belt after that stephanie said that lynch and charlotte will still have a match at fast lane if lynch loses she's done uh but if she wins it's a triple threat at wrestlemania so uh rousey of course is still the champion the belt is not vacant so uh after that rousey got in stephanie's face and said that stephanie values her wallet more than her pride she makes this company too much money uh, to get fired and she knew that stephanie valued her bank account more than she valued the well-beings of uh becky and charlotte frail little bodies uh then ronda rousey of turned heel so she said she did everything right and tried to respect the business and they booed her out of the stable center in LA, which is her home. And they cheered Lynch and over her while she worked her ass off. And, uh, she said, everyone knew that I could snap her, my fingers and break their noses by sneezing in their directions. Becky Lynch was laughing at her. I think everyone watching this was laughing at her. That's the thing. It's like, everyone's laughing at Rhonda what, during all this shit. And it's just like, Oh, great. So she she did all that shit. It just sounded like a whole bunch of crying. Uh, Rousey basically said, uh, no more Mrs. Nice Bitch, whatever that is. And <laughs> then Rousey kicked Charlotte in the gut. Then she started beating on Becky, uh, hitting her with the punches in the corner, put her in the arm bar a couple times. Charlotte was going to get in the, in the ring and decided she didn't want to smoke. And Rousey 
beat on Becky some more. Apparently, she beat on her after the um, the the broadcast went off air. At one point, like I guess they timed this thing horribly because they uh, had. <clears throat> Uh, at a certain point, Ronda was up on the turnbuckle and someone was telling her to hold the belt up or whatever. Yeah, to be fair, people always forget that all the time. Or not forget all the time, but like, oh yeah, you're standing up and you need to either point, you know, you're on the rumble, so you need to point at the sign or you need to hold up your belt triumphantly over somebody like or, or whatever else. Like, they forget often. Like, I remember Randy Orton when he won the rumble the first time in 2009. Like, there was so the camera dude was yelling at him to point. Yeah. And then the pyro went off. So yeah. it happens. So, um, this is, this is where Ronda needs to be. She needs to be a heel. Um, it's, it makes the three way look even like more ridiculous. Now I feel like, um, they've, it, James, you did a thing where you searched the word convoluted by itself oh. on Twitter after, <laughs> oh, and, and this yeah. storyline is the epitome of that at this point. And it's just like, it's them WWEing this shit up and y'all know exactly what I mean by using that uh, word to describe it and <clears throat> I think Alvarez uh, had talked s- something today about they, they were going to mess it up anyway at a certain point and I don't agree with that I don't think that you know it's that hard to recognize something is good and go with it and not try to fuck it up but apparently it is uh, for, for for these people. And as I mentioned on the show before, I felt like there was something really special there. And they've take this, taken this and essentially when all this stuff was happening, the crowd didn't know how to react. It felt like all all the characters had just been killed to uh, like not not where they're not over or anything. But it's just we don't know how to respond to all these people. And. I think they're in the correct alignments now, so I can say that. But this thing just feels lukewarm. Yeah, they're in the correct alignments, and that's like the only thing they've done well with this thing. Um, like I listened to it too when I read said on the thing. It's like, well, I'm just being real here. Of course, they're gonna fuck it up, even if it was. Because I actually was. sent that text message that, that that first one that he read. I sent that. Okay. Well, my thing is like, even if even if. Like it was a three way, they were gonna fuck it up. Even if it was a regular rules match, and they, and they did the you know the face face after the rumble, and, and they will fuck up too. It's like, yeah, yeah, they have a good chance of fucking it up because like a lot of stuff that they do, they drop the ball with. But then why do they even do do shows or book anything? Then exactly, like if that's the case, and that's how you feel. I mean, I don't want to, you know, then like. I don't know what to tell you as far as you, as far as, you know, your, your ability to critique something. Like if something's bad, it's bad. Not, Oh, well we're doomed anyway. So, well, so I'm not even getting upset about it. And I mean, it's not, I mean, if you don't want to get upset about it, fine, but like, don't get me wrong. Like Alvarez still the same guy that lost his fucking mind two years ago at uh, fast lane when they end up blowing, um, nice undefeated streak um, uh, Charlotte's uh, undefeated pay per view streak. Uh, Roman beat Brock, uh, beat Braun Strowman so he can go face the Undertaker, not even get a title shot. Um, like, so I don't, you know, that like for me hearing his stuff over the years, like, dude, I, I get what you're saying. Like, maybe he's just been so beat down with it. He's like, I'm not gonna let this bother me in the same way because what's the point of me yelling and hollering and scooping and screaming? I got plenty of time to still holler and scream when they fuck stuff up. So, um, like, sure, it makes sense for uh, Ronda to be a heel. Um, she's a heel now. 
Mission accomplished a good job on that. Or uh, no, good job on the fact that you've come to realize that she's gonna get booed anyway. What'd you think so, of the beatdown? Uh, I mean, that's another part of the thing with why I think this whole thing we're talking about like I'm, you know, your arm bars fake. Next time I see you, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like <clears throat> I, I think it's so stupid. It's like, okay, so you beat her up. And then at what point you put on the fake arm bar? Just like and it made me think of like what happened at WrestleMania um, last year, the main event, where it's like, okay, he shot on Roman by busting his head open, and then like, <laughs> oh yeah, how does match in? Here's what a fake fucking wrestling move. You fucking morons. Like, why would you put that part in? So, so yeah, there's another one part is like, if that's where the route you're gonna go, why the fuck would you play around with the fake stuff after that? Like, just do, just bust his head or or you know, keep throwing body shots and pounding with body shots and move on with it. Like. The beatdown was good. It was time for her to finally get some heat over both of those women, um, especially after, like, what happened at the Royal Rumble. I'm sorry, what happened at uh, the go-home show at uh, Survivor Series and also um, at Elimination Chamber. About time that she actually, like, got a physical upper hand on um, Becky. Uh, but the story is just a total, complete mess and a wreck. Um, and it, it's amazing. Like, so... Becky won the Royal Rumble that she should not have been in. Correct. And now she's in a match to get into the Rumble versus the person that was the last person that was legally in the match. And they never even they never even mention it. Not even a thing. It's just something that happened and you don't even like think they're, about it. Like, they're, they're trying to divert you from like what people actually really want according to their own polls and try to pass off something like less than that as you're, but, you're still getting it like, but it, it's not the same. But and, the thing is, okay. So I was, um, I was listening to a review of somebody going through like a non-spoiled review of, uh, Captain Marvel. And they made the point that when movies are good or movies are bad, um, and I and I do these reviews. People talk about like, why do you always talk about structure? Why do you always talk about structure? And his point was that the structure is there, like the structure is there um, for you to be able to make things matter. So when you have characters, or we have a story, or you have characters um, that don't have enough uh, pathos, and then. Um, or you have things in the story that don't have enough, uh, that aren't, don't have enough work done in them, right? Or enough right. smart work done in them. Like when you get to a moment in a, a movie and it's and like you just feel like, I see what they did there, but like it doesn't feel like that was earned. It feels more like somebody decided to say actor X did this because as opposed to like this is actually something you can believe in, as opposed to like you actually get pulled out of a movie and think, wait, what? Huh? That. That is, um, that's where the structure is from, right? So they have done all the stuff that makes you pull out and say, wait, what? As opposed to any of the stuff that makes you feel like the night after Royal Rumble when they got face to face and they like, they, they both hate each other. They, you know, they had, they were talking shit to each other, uh, months ago at Survivor Series and they never got to match. And Wanda said she, like, she could fucking kill her, uh, without breaking a sweat. When they fight at WrestleMania, it's gonna be awesome. They didn't do anything to add into the part or like Becky, I'm sorry, where Charlotte has smoke with Rhonda. Um, Charlotte has had all the smoke with Becky. 
added into that, like all three of these women are going to tear each other apart. All of it is has been fucking McMahon politicking and swerving and um, you know, Charlotte like being a complete goof that happens to cut good promos, but like she's done nothing to actually like make it they've done nothing to actually like make uh put Charlotte on the table and then make it me like, okay, that makes sense now. They haven't done that. Like it, it's just it's like, are they see, trying to play? The it? You see the you it's, see it's the going down. Is it's going huh? it's going down like it, every week? It's but it's, just, people are more is, confused not, that the, don't know how to react to this shit. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not bad. It's just that it was at a certain level, and each week with the I mean, you say me something about like Becky coming out limping every single week is not making her look bad because she's looking like Tiny Tim. I laughed at that, but like every single week progressively, it's like. It's, it's losing more and more steam, more and more steam. And, like, look, maybe it was going to lose more and more steam. But there is absolutely a way you could have done a three-way or or a singles match or even uh, Charlotte versus Ronda where this would have been a better – or this would have been better than this. And, like, if you want to be Alvarez and say they're going to fuck it up regardless, fine. But I've seen plenty of WrestleMania few, a main events that didn't get fucked up along the way either. So – I don't know what to tell you. As far I, ju- as that. I just, I just think they've gotten too cute with this whole thing. They've, they're trying to be too with the how the level of the the profile. It's of the convoluted, match, right? Period. It's, 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 it, they've they could have been simple with it. They could have been like, these are our top three women. These are whatever. But they've added the McMahon family nonsense. They've added the fake injury to do all this to where Becky actually can't even wrestle anybody because she can't be allowed to show up on SmackDown uh, <laughs> in a wrestling like, capacity. Think about it, right? Let's just take out one thing. What would be better? Becky and Charlotte, two women on SmackDown fighting in a match at fast lane to determine who becomes the next contender for at WrestleMania for, or who who's if it's gonna be a one a, a single match or a three way at WrestleMania because Ronda appeared to have vacated the title but not really, or there was a disputed finish at Royal Rumble and there was, so we're going to decide whether or not Charlotte is in there as a singles or is in there in a triple triple threat match. What makes more fucking sense? Yeah. Um, like it's, it's, like, it's really it, obvious. It, like what it's it really, is. It's, it's really simple. And it ain't like I'm not even saying like you got to completely like you did way too much. I'm saying no. You did enough stuff already in your pre- previous work. All you got to do is just remember what the fuck you did and say, oh yeah, simple solution. Like Occam's Razor. Stop make stop doing all this other out of left field shit. Yep. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't really. I had. I know. I put the belt. And hand it and put it by your feet. Well, I didn't mean but it like I, that. I vacated it. Huh? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, another one. Agreed to the match. The match was agreed to. Was agreed to. Signed the contract. For. And then all of a sudden the it gets reversed and changed another thing. Well, wait. I thought that like you know the contract is 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 when it's done. Like isn't that the reason how Kofi got screwed? <laughs> Because he didn't God, sign on the paper. Point. That's a great point. Um, Another one, right? I mean, maybe I thought Ronda was home. I thought uh, Ronda was still in Atlanta. All of a sudden, she's in Philadelphia. She walks through at at nine at, 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 at sorry at ten fifty five, right on time, right? 
right. How convenient. It's amazing. Like, like, did someone like drop her in front of the building? Did you know? Yeah, and and like all that stuff comes through to make it comes off like the angle comes off so phony, fake, and convoluted. Meanwhile, like Ronda, on the other hand, is trying to tell you that she's a real fighter and she's really about to beat the piss out of both of them and one of them. It's such like, a disconnect. It, it's such a it's such it's such a juxtaposition of of what your what your eyes are telling you versus what they're trying to convey to you, and it's like I can't buy it. I've been pulled out. Yeah. And it, like, and I hate to like throw my hands up and say I'll just wait for the match because like the essential part is the story to it and, and I want to I wanted them to to keep this shit hot like how Becky Lynch got herself over from the ten weeks between SummerSlam and Evolution she was already right. the hottest person in the business then right. got added with Ronda. hotter yeah then she got added with Ronda so this wasn't a case of her being made by this like I was. I was really looking forward to to seeing how they would capitalize on it, and they've c- dropped the ball in so many ways um, with this whole deal. And you know, hopefully they save it. You know, I I have the utmost confidence that it is going to be a good match. But it's like oh, yeah. we, we we've, we've we've eaten so much, or we've we've driven down the wrong road so far. It's like we I don't know when we're going to turn the right direction again. Another thing. This will now be this fast line match will now be the ninth time that Becky and Charlotte have had a match for either a a women's title or for a women's title contendership or to contender or sorry either uh, becoming number one contender for a women's title or the women's or a women's title like this is the ninth time since SummerSlam like there's a SummerSlam match <clears throat> right uh, there is Hell in a Cell. There is Super Showdown. There is the Tuesday after Super Showdown. There is uh, Evolution. There's TLC. Um, there is the match that was a thrill with Carmella that Becky won um, in similar fashion to what happened at uh, SummerSlam. Uh, I think I might be forgetting one, but then there's also this match. I think there might be one else, or another one that I'm missing as well. So what so, you're saying is, James, if <clears throat> if the 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 reason for this whole three oh, way, oh, I'm sorry, the Royal Rumble. All right, we're back from from some technical difficulties, James. You're saying the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, the Royal Rumble match makes eight, and then this will be nine. So what 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 I'm gathering by you saying all this, James, is, um, by the time WrestleMania comes, right? She's wrestled Charlotte and beat her how many more times so beating her one more time won't really be this impressive thing will it no it, she's it, like it, a drum. It, if she's, charlotte takes the fall at wrestlemania right yeah she's being like a drum she even says as much uh tonight on smackdown is like uh i mean what what great storytelling like this woman that <sighs> that charlotte like keeps losing to this one person uh she keeps losing uh she hasn't won a match since fucking november on tv or pay-per-view like what what a great way to have her have like there's no reason for her to be in this thing at all. They've made it miscellaneous, and you can say that's part of here if you want to. But you know what it make would have been better if she had said if she come out here and whined and complained and moaned and bitched about her not like being the last legal person in the World Rumble, and actually had a legitimate like claim to it, so that people would be even more upset. Like it's the it would have been the Jericho hypocrite thing with, with Sean or the Bret Hart thing with Austin, where literally. Um, she's right. However, no one cares because people have already chose Sean or Austin 
and it should it, she should be able to put that in your face and you're a hypocrite and make you mad because you have your own biases and you're not consistent. They didn't do that. They're just like, oh, well, we'll just throw her out there. And like, it's not really working because like people actually enjoy and respect Charlotte. Like people will boo her right now because she's playing heel very well. But that's all it is. It's the same thing with like Kevin Owens now that he's a babyface. Like people respect the person. So they'll do whatever they ask to. Like people aren't really people really don't really like hate Daniel Bryan right now. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, man. So and, and the thing I think that folks are really chasing is Becky beating Ronda. That's that's where it's at. That's where what will be the most satisfying ending and it doesn't yeah. seem like it's lining up like that. Yeah. And I think the people that are like very uh sensitive to thinking that like um WWE is going to fuck this at the end some way to where someone other than Becky wins this match or Ronda doesn't do a job, whatever. They're very sensitive to that. Like for me, it's like, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. I think it would be dumb if Becky doesn't win the match, but um, I mean, it's in line with a lot of dumb stuff they've done. So like, I don't, I want to put, I won't be shocked. Um, but, uh, yeah, like that's the reason why people are going. Like, there are, we're at a tipping point where like so many people, like in the hardcore, you know, fan base or whatever else, or people that like, you know, like they're so just done from the last, um, from December or whatever else on. It's like, I, you know, I last year was a bad year, and then like December was like was the shits, and like. They have no reason to be, you know, to have to give up their hopes. They're just like they're just sitting there waiting to get punched in the, punched in the gut, and I don't blame them for feeling that way. Yeah, uh, but that's gonna wrap up Monday Night Raw. Overall, I don't even really know how to feel about this show. Like it just like was on. Like none of the wrestling <laughs> mattered at all. None of the wrestling in it mattered at all. Not a single match mattered. All of this was angles, and they did a lot of like you know, oh, we have a pay per view that we have to like you know shoehorn all these angles in or whatever else like. All the coming coming on screen and coming and going away with Ambrose to build that like they they microwave that shit like they that would have been something that would have happened over a pace of like a month or so. They're so, milking this shit, bro. Yeah, they they. This, they this I mean, I don't think I don't think it was a bad show at all. I would say it's a good show. It's just like they just <sighs> WrestleMania build. Woo. Like yeah. aside from the under, aside from um. Uh, aside from the Triple H thing, like that's the only thing that I feel like is going to be taken like really good care of right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's going to wrap it up. We will be back for the SmackDown portion. Welcome back. It is time for the SmackDown live portion before James gets into it. Shouts out to Alan uh, Hage, one of our listeners uh, that reached out to me last week uh, with some good advice and all that. Uh, appreciate you guys all listening and supporting uh, the show. Uh, but James, take it away. Yeah. WWE SmackDown live March 5th, 2019 Wilkes bear township, Pennsylvania. Uh, where we get a pink. <laughs> huh? I said, where? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, uh, small town. If, if you uh, notice, they, they they were barred from saying the name because Becky was uh, when she came out. She was like, "It's great to be back." Ha. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she didn't say that. I mean, I think I think somebody said whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, King Kong, but we get a King Kong Bundy our uh, uh, memorial graphic. Out comes Daniel Bryan and Rowan. 
then he gestures towards the Titantron, and we end up getting a video package of last week's uh, title match swerve with Kofi Kingston, and then also the tag team main event from last week where um, Kofi lays out Rowan and um, Kevin Owens breaks out the, the stunner, the Stone Cold stunner for the victory. Um, Brian says that last week he was silent while everyone gushed over Kingston, and um, he was also silent when Vince replaced him. And now it's his turn to uh, it's his turn to speak while it's time it's time for everyone else to remain silent. Um, Send the crowd boos, Rowan's uh, telling everyone to shut up over and over again to get some cheap heat. Um, so then um, Rowan, so then um. Brian tells us that he's not out here to talk about Kofi Kingston and why would he? He's not a he's not a leader. He's a supporting player, which is ironic. Uh, you could have said he's a B plus player, uh, which is why he's exactly where he should be with his buddies. New Day on a promotional tour in India. Um, he says that Mister Man was right to replace him. Him agree, Mister Man. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't agree with him replacing him. Yeah, but he said but he doesn't agree with him replacing him with a man who throws out pancakes for a guy who eats copious amounts of pancakes. So, like, I, I think I said to you before this, uh, before they switched the main event, like, the perfect story is Daniel Bryan going to a match against someone that, like, he, like, against the person he used to be and, like, has to, like, reconcile what he's become. Like, that's a great story. Um, and the Kofi thing is there. We'll see where they go. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I say so. Uh, anyway, Brian says he gets why he likes. Uh, he gets why uh, the people like Kevin Owens because he's just all of us. He looks just like us, and he's a nobody. But uh, that's what makes him dangerous because he's a nobody with nothing to lose. But but he Brian has everything to lose. He he said being the planet's champion and knowing that if he loses the entire planet loses <laughs> let me laugh out loud uh and then he says he doesn't want to be called a martyr but the weight of his and then kevin Owens comes out um that had to be a rib talk about the yes. weight and immediately kevin owens music hits oh no wow <laughs> <laughs> they're not that good uh so um Owen says ever since he got injured five months ago, he stepped away from de- being a superstar and just a member of the universe, the WWE Universe fan base. Uh, he says since he sat back home and watched, it it hurt him a lot to uh, see people come out here and do what they do. Um, but it wasn't hard for seeing – it wasn't hard to see Brian out there watching him walk around like a maniac and talk down to everyone at like he's above everyone. And – if there's something he can't stand, it's, it's for people who think they're better than everyone else, which is like, hey, dude. Kevin Owens ain't been shit since the day he showed up in WWE. Yes. Like, this is the first time, like, this is the first time he's ever been a good guy. And, like, he's just like, never mind, never mind, just love me, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> so, uh. See, see what happens when you, when you got that insurance? Yeah, credibility. Yeah, so he, he got the street credibility in the, yes. in the words of. Credibility. <laughs> I can't remember who even said that. Whatever. Uh, he said, and then he got. He said, uh, Brian. I'm sorry. Kevin Owens says uh, they think they're better than everyone else, but um, the the last straw was when Daniel Bryan threw the WWE tra- uh, championship in the trash. Oh, that did uh, it. Huh? He said that. <laughs> huh? That's like, oh, that did it. Huh? Yeah. So he said he knew uh, what he was coming back. Uh, uh, for and who was coming after and then he said he uh, and then he ends up speaking about his family and talking about uh, how how the universe deserves uh, or 
deserves for uh, Daniel Bryan to get shut up, shut up, and he's going to um, do it for him. Um, Brian says it's not his mouth. He should be worried about with all the garbage that he shoves down it. And uh, then Owen says, Oh, great. You're making lowbrow, easy fat jokes. So they go back and forth. Um, and then he says he's going, he should. And then Kevin Owens makes a mark about uh, Daniel Bryan eating organic, eating carrots. And then he says, how about you stick those carrots straight up your, and then Brian cuts them off. Some up. Now who's the one making lowbrow jokes. Um, so then Owens gets in the ring and then um, Rowan steps in front of him because he's a heavy. He's doing his job. And then he said, is there a problem, uh, Redwood? Crowd chuckles. And Rowan says, yeah. So then they start brawling. Um, he actually gets he actually uh, gets towards the ropes. He ends up uh, ends up duck, uh, pulling down the ropes, and Rowan goes flying out the ring. Uh, he ends up having an exchange with Brian. He gets the better of it until Ron comes back in and gives him the claw slam and hey. lays him out on the floor. Do you like? And how, they walk away. Do you like how they started suddenly just billing Rowan as a seven foot tall out of the blue? I I thought that I thought that was exaggerating too. Um, I I don't think they're really pushing him as seven feet tall. I think they're just online. You said it twice. Out. You said it twice. Yeah, they said it twice. The commentary put it over. Yeah. Ah shit. Well, <sighs> you know, that man's now a seven footer, James. Yeah. The, you know, seven foot at six, six or six, five. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, I could be reading too much into it, but I, I did hear it twice. So, I mean, man, I don't know. I, I'm not, that, I'm not a big fan of that either. So, yeah. So after that, uh, after, um, they leave up the accent, they, we go backstage and we end up seeing, um, Shane and Miz, uh, getting warmed up for Mrs. Match. So um, we come back from a break for the entrances. The Usos come out first, and they give them the mic, and they say that they became six-time uh, tag champs in Elimination Chamber, and now they're headed to Fastlane and defending against the best tag team in the world, and they say that mockingly. Uh, they uh, they they don't know if they can take any more of this bromance between Miz and Shane. Uh, Miz apologizing all over himself and Shane running around and jumping off things and and jumping off here and there and hither and yon and points at the uh, <laughs> points at the WrestleMania sign and says they'll jump he'll jump off of that which is a joke that you made years ago, Rich. Um, and then all of a sudden he said uh, they say you know what uh, the worst thing about it is Shane thinks his 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 shoe game is better than us, and then one of the Usos says, "Well, it kind of is. He's out here wearing." He said, like, "Never mind that. Never yes, mind that." Yes. It's kind of similar to you. Yeah, so bro. Then also- bro, Shane man's shoes should definitely be on the line uh, in this match. <laughs> Why don't they just beat him and take his shoes? That's that's a full ass whooping. Take his shoes, like 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 you know, is he wearing the Charles Barkley ninety fours? Wow. So CB fours, yes. uh, CB thirty four. So. uh yeah, they say, uh, anyway, the point is that Fastlane is stepping in with a true tag team. The Usos will go on to explain that uh, that uh, when your brothers, you do things for each other, and when one hits hard, the other one hits harder and tells them, and welcomes to the Uso penitentiary. So out come Shane and Miz or Mick Miz, or I'm not calling them the best in the world. So uh, they, they, they say that, like, I, you know, there's a lot of tough talk, but we're going to beat you on Sunday. And Miz is really hyped because he said, I'm not going to let down Shane again. I'm definitely not going to let down my dad in my hometown of Cleveland. Bruh. And uh, they. 
Miz looked like a dude that ain't never been in a fight before. Like the way he talking, like and then like he gonna get like popped and shut up. Yeah, that kind of comes through in his wrestling. Anyway, <laughs> so, so like, bro, I don't believe a fucking word the Miz says when, when he tries to like you know crank up like that. No, and that's the reason why he's always a better heel because he's so insincere and he's playing wrestler. He's not tough. Like that's. That's that reason why the the the, the, the mid card thing works because like it's so it's frustrating to see somebody that is like whatever like he's not he, he, there ain't no whatever whatever you get the point like we've been over this before with Miz like Miz is good because of the the limitations he has in the ring and like he's such a good talker that he can work you around the part that that like he also isn't that good and that also infuriates you. So, um, anyway, uh, the Usos attack, um, Shane and them, uh, they duck under and they actually send both of them flying over the, over the top rope. So they come back, uh, from commercial break, uh, for Jimmy Uso versus the Miz, uh, Miz hits a DDT for a near fall. He attempted the skull crush finale, but, the, but one of the Usos, uh, countered with a small drop or sorry, Jay, uh, uh, countered with a small drop. Um, Jay went for a splash, but Uso Uso Miz got the got his feet up, but Jay was able to stop himself and catch Miz's feet. Um, Jay ended up rolling up Miz for a two count. Uh, Jimmy then tried to help by holding um, Jay's feet down by uh, down for the count, and then Shane ends up jumping off the still steps and ends up nailing Jimmy with the clothesline. So Jimmy, so Jay sees that and goes to hit the ropes on the opposite side and come back to go for a splash, but then uh, Miz and Lesson grabs Miz's gold cushion alley for the win. So Kevin Owens and Ron gets announced later for uh, uh, gets announced later for in the uh, show. Um, in the back, we get Charlotte, and she notes that uh, SmackDown is missing Becky Lynch, and she challenged uh, Becky to show up for later tonight. Um, then we get these shenanigans. Oh man, just give me a second. Just give me a second. So <laughs> we get our truth. We get our truth in um, in in. Uh, Carmella come out and he starts his whole spill that he started last week where he comes out and says that uh, he wants to be just like his childhood hero John Cena but he didn't realize that every single week uh, the US cha- the US Open Challenge was done and he's already tired and he, after doing it just at one time and then Carmella says it's just like Cena says never give up uh, and then and then uh, R-Truth says well he also says you can't see me that was says, funny. But I see him all the time on my poster in my bedroom and on my bed sheets and even on in a movie about a car that has an alien robot in it, a yellow car, because it's Bumblebee. So then uh, Carmella says he has to be brave right after this dance break. He has to be brave. That's what you say to kids. Unbelievable. Um, He's literally little Jimmy, bro. I, I, maybe you're on to something with that. Yes. So, I mean, he's also something else that I think is problematic, but we can move on from there. <laughs> um, so, I, uh, so then all of a sudden after the uh, after the dance break, he says the uh, the challenge starts now. And guess who comes out? Lacey Evans. She walks down to the entrance ramp. She walks back up the entrance ramp. We don't see her again the rest of the night. Her Vintage con- her, Evans. Her country has just had to show up again, huh? Yeah. It, like when are we going to get to the point? Um. Like, because it's not even getting heat. It'd be one thing if, like, I, 
how long how long they think they're going to keep doing this to that finally get some heat? Because they've done enough times where it should have gotten heat by now. So I think the, the only thing that could happen is she would actually have to make the entrance and fuck someone out of the, you know, like their match or something. Gotcha. Okay. But besides that, she's just like, I just want to know, like, where she's buying these, these clothes, like how much she's spending because she ain't repeated yet. I mean, she uh, I mean, she's probably helping make buying them and also making them or whatever. Um, and also, I mean, they have seamstress. I mean, they should be able to. You Is know, Lacey Evans going to be able to get to, to qualify for best dress slash ring gear award on One Nation Radio? <laughs> um, <laughs> this year. She would if this was the 50s. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if we're going with a retro section, like we'd be like, okay, retro so section. we're going to put her 40s and 50s stuff in here, right? Like, oh, we're going to put her pre New Deal stuff in here, right? Yes. And then we also are going to put like a find a fine space for like Disco Inferno's, like, uh, <laughs> for his 70s shit, too. Oh, and also like Eric Bugenhagen doing his, you know, 70s, you know, 80s gimmick, too. You know, the, if, if that's what we're doing, then yeah, we'll make we'll make a retro section for Is she wearing the Jim Crow collectibles out there? Oh, my God. The Jim Crow the collection. Jim Crow collectibles. <laughs> outstanding. That's outstanding. Wow. Um, should we even continue the show? <laughs> like, yeah, like we're not getting no higher than that. Like, that's that's we, it. That, that's the most high. Like, that's all right. Um, yeah, let's see where where I leave off. I am I this that shook me to my to my foundation now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so after that, he says after Lacey leaves, he goes and says, "How about a you know." Uh, he calls for the challenge again. Out comes some more Joe. There's a there there uh, there's a chill that comes across the arena and also my uh, also my living room because I know that like our troops should run for his life now because he's finna die. Uh, but then after that, Ray comes out and then Andrade also comes out and then it turns and then next thing you know, our uh, truth has been sucking into a four way, <laughs> dummy. Yep. So the match starts. Uh, during the commercial break, and uh, we come back with Joe firmly in control. Uh, Mysterio ends up going for a crossbody, but Joe just walked out of the way and made him like a smuck. Uh, Joe ends up throwing Andrade and Truth onto the floor. Uh, he nails uh, an elbow on, on Ray for a near fall. He ends up tossing our uh, Truth into the barricade and then rocks Ray with a chop. He ends up rocking um, Andrade with a vicious chop. Well, Andrade tries to get his own chop in, but uh, I, I guess he's. You know, I guess his chops don't, you know, don't really hold up as well as uh, Joe's. You ain't got so, the juice like that, right? So, um, Andrade ends up nailing Joe with a with a with a big back elbow, uh, the big back spinning elbow that he always does. It's awesome. Uh, he ends up missing a charge in the corner and then uh, fell out to the floor. Uh, Joe hit, uh, then hit Andrade with a suicide dive onto the floor. This just always looks just crazy because he's you don't expect him to actually be able to fit through the ropes, let alone do that every single time he does it. So uh, Joe lifts up Mysterio, but uh, Truth drop kicked Joe from behind, and uh, and Mysterio goes flying over the barricade and is actually uh, catching where basically uh, Joe is like catching the barricade and he's out for a while. Come back from another commercial break and Andrade's in control and he is a uh, hitting uh, the three amigos on Ray. 
Uh, Truth ends up uh, Truth ends up lifting up Andrade onto his shoulders, and then Ray teased like the hurricane spot they did last week. Uh, but uh, he has to get out the way, and in in midair, Ray ends up hitting a crossbody on Joe. Um, Andrade ends up going for a moonsault that had uh, Truth and Ray stacked, or not stacked, but uh, sitting next to each other. He goes for it. He ends up uh, both move out the way. But he ends up nailing Ray with a double moonsault after the land after the first landing. Um, I don't. Uh, I love that so, move. Yeah, yeah, I lo- yes, yes, same here. So then, um, after that, our truth go uh, ends up laying down um, Andrade, and he ends up going for the five knuckle shuffle, where he actually throws one fist at a two when John has two uh, down opponents. So he actually ends up hitting, uh, I think Andrade. And then his dumbass uh, Graves on commentary points out that he only hit one of them as Ray also bumps for it. Mm. Like, like, what's the point of commentary, Rich? Isn't it supposed to be to, like, emphasize strengths and, and de-emphasize flaws? It would be ideally to describe the wrestlers and to aid them. Um, you know, Jim Ross would call it to be the lyrics to the soundtrack of the music, essentially that the wrestlers play. And you, you obviously wouldn't, you know, fuck up the the words on purpose to make the beats be worse or anything like that. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. So, um, Blue Moon is a Belgian style wheat beer. Yeah, that's awesome. Go ahead, James. Yeah. Uh, so Joe ends up locking on the Kokina clutch on our truth, but he was too close to the ropes. Uh, Ray ends up hitting a six one nine, but only hits Joe. Um, truth ends up uh, rolling up Ray for a two count, but Ray is kicking out. Andrade uh, sends our truth to the floor, and then uh, Ray hits the hits that baseball sliding under the bottom rope uh, splash. Uh, Andrade Damn, hits. Hit, yeah. So as that happens, uh, after that happens, uh, and and Ray gets back up to the apron, and Andrade hits the somersault powerbomb um, uh, from the apron to the floor on Ray uh, through the ropes. Uh, Ray was able to slow it down a little bit, and, um, but it it looked bad. He, he laid a high on his neck. Um, anyways, Zelina ends up interfering by hitting a um, hitting a hurricane rata on the R-Truth on the apron, and then she turns around and catches a, a huge super kick from Carmella by t- you know, good job, Carmella. You added to a match, a really good match. <laughs> um, so um, Ray ends up hitting a Canadian, uh, a Canadian destroyer. Yeah. So Ray ends up hitting a Canadian store destroyer on in a six one nine on Andrade. He has a splash, but Joe ends up bringing it to the pin, and uh, with a senton, and then Joe ends up pinning Andrade for the win in the U.S. Championship after Uranage. Like, this was a really good match, and it, it got better as it went on. Uh, nice to see Samojo win his first belt in WWE uh, since the NXT Championship. First time on the main roster, him holding the title, and this is long overdue. He's done nothing but do good work um, pretty much since he's been up, especially on the yep. mic, and I know you're going to get to it later, but I really like the promo he did after. Yes. So we end up getting. Uh, so after the match, we end up getting a, a new day message from their, their Mumbai, right? Yeah, Mumbai for doing an India um, in India promo tour, which I guess like what any 
I don't I don't know. You tell me, was like gender there or no, not? So, so gender wasn't there. So what they also were there for were to do some tryouts in India uh, for wrestlers and New Day were at the tryouts. I know that. I didn't see gender uh, in those, you know, uh, tryout videos. And I would be horrified if uh, I did see Jinder Mahal <laughs> trying to give people pointers. Uh, but, um, yeah. I mean, you know, 50th WWE champion of all time. Yeah, you know, anyway. Jinder got the juice out there, literally. <laughs> so... Yeah, so then um, we get be- we we go backstage. We see Becky Lynch talking to some some geek in, I guess, middle management or the writing staff. Uh, so then uh, the fly ref ends up interviewing the new U.S. champion Samoa Joe. Uh, she noted that. Uh, I-, I guess I'll just go all the way into it. Um, Joe says that folks who thought he couldn't win the big one here were just praying um, unanswered prayers and now that he has the gold we don't have to pander to the masses and we sure as hell don't love uh, John Cena no 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 all his opponents would get th- get this disrespect uh, to all the superstars lying awake at night having nightmares about him wrestling he'll he will uh, soon enough make them all go night night yeah and he was just, just overflowing with swag during this whole thing just and then the way he looked at the camera and, you know, stunned before he walked off. Like, that was just the peak of this business. Like, <laughs> dude, like, he mentioned John Cena's name. He just beat John Cena's homeboy for the belt, right? You know, homeboy. Uh, his, his biggest fan. If they do this match at WrestleMania, do you know how good the promos will be? Oh, I love it. Um, and it's a short build too. Like, please let this be it. Please let like, this be it. I don't... If it. If it came down to giving Lars Sullivan the match against John Cena, Samoa Joe is nothing but an upgrade. Um, <laughs> just, just a complete in every single solitary way, dude. Like, and Joe can't go through another WrestleMania cycle where he doesn't do shit, can he? Yeah. Who knows, man? Look at they doing Braun. Yeah. But I just, I just, I just need to see the microphone. I just need to see the Michael Corleone microphone on there. I just need, I just need, <laughs> I just need this man to go face to face with John Cena, so I can know who is, who is undoubtedly the man. I just need to know who the top promo is of the last like decade in American wrestling history. I just gotta know. I need to know. <laughs> just for everybody's sake, we gotta know. You gotta find out. Oh man. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, Cena got to come back like for real though. Like he can't be, <laughs> he can't be half seven with Samoa Joe. Like in showing up with fucked up hair and all that. Like Samoa no, Joe eats you alive. To. It it adds to the promos. And the, all the if you want to be goofy, John Cena, then bring your goofy ass to the stage. Yeah, I mean, has anyone seen John Cena? Like <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so next match, Aleister Black versus Ricochet. They brought out Aleister Black uh, before the Joe promo, and then they came back from a break while he was still in the ring after the promo, after the uh, entrance, and then they went to the uh, Joe promo, and then they cut back, and then Ricochet comes out. Then the bar comes out, then it, and then uh, they have the match. Uh, they start the match off before they start the match. Uh, the bar uh, wishes them the best of luck with the Raw tag team match on Sunday, and they know that the entire Raw <laughs> the tag team roster doesn't compare to the bar. 
because they are the bar. So <laughs> Cesaro ends up working over uh, Ricochet's arm. Uh, Ricochet fought back and hit a rolling DDT on Cesaro. Uh, Alistair and Sheamus both got the tag. Alistair hit a moonsault in the knee for a two count. Uh, Alistair gave Cesaro a backdrop, but he landed on his feet. Um, Alistair then hits the, the spinning back roundhouse of justice on Cesaro and then tagged in Ricochet. And then Sheamus on the floor. So Alistair hits the ropes and then does a dive onto Sheamus on the floor. And then Ricochet hits the 630 splash for the win. For some Al- reason, I want to see a Ricochet and, Se- and Sheamus match. You want to see that match? You know I, what I want to see? Yeah. I want I want to see Sheamus and uh I want to see Sheamus and Alistair. I want to see them go out there and have a striking match. Mm. Like like the cl- like the beating like the clubbing the clubs and kicks and knees from Sheamus versus the like precision. versus all all of the strikeage that uh that Alistair provides. Like they will go out there and beat the piss out of each other. That would be an awesome match. Yeah. Um so yeah, so then after the match, uh, uh, Nakamura and Rusev jump uh, Blackashay from behind. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, the bar and the commentator since they help beat down uh, Blackashay. So then the Hardys run out uh, for the save, and then Jeff hits a dive onto the heels and ends up catching them. So Ricochet actually ends up hitting a, a Fosbury flip onto all three of them, uh, uh, and it lays everyone out. Um, it should be noted that Matt Hardy came out looking like Matt Hardy circa 1999, 2000, 2001. Like he's wearing the velour shirt. Like the only thing that was missing was like the, those, those hold, those hold up shooter sleeves he used to wear. That's yeah. the only thing that was missing. Yes. That looked atrocious by the way. Yeah. So step after that, step, step out of the time machine. Yeah, pretty much. So then we get a recap of the opening segment uh, and go to the locker room and we get Brian and uh, trying to hype up Rowan. And then we get Mandy Rose making her entrance and she's flanked by Sonya who takes off the jacket, which is like, if you're not fighting, why would you take off your attire? Correct. Especially how short Whatever. this ended up being. Good God. Yeah. So come back commercial break. Uh, and we end up getting um uh, the Tory Wilson um Hall of Fame announcement or uh, another or, or reminder of it. I, I hear I hear she went in with one hundred percent of the vote. Huh. So was that a first ever? Or nah, no, I'm joking. No, nah, I, I get like the joke. All of them. Like <laughs> all of them. Unanimous, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, one one to nothing, you know, uh, on the uh so Naomi has a brief advantage on on us. And Bruh, then, uh, the outfit, the, the outfit, uh-huh. Naomi, the Kill Bill outfit. Yeah, except it was neon. Phenomenal. Yeah, and also it was like five short. stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, Naomi has always been five stars to me. I mean, you could put her out there in a trash bag, it wouldn't matter. But whatever, we move on. So, um, yeah, so. Naomi gets a quick advantage, and then um, she gets distracted by Sonya. Then Mandy uh, ends up rocking her with with the with you know the the V trigger or the she trigger, and then ends up hitting uh, the, the angel wings for the win. Uh, so then um, Mandy and Sonya walk walks up to the stage backwards to, to try to clown on uh, Naomi because they done you know out out foxes this dupe 
again. And then Oscar is behind wearing the mask. She takes the ma- mask off. <laughs> 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 Fucking mask off. And I'm kicking, the, beating the piss out of both of them and laying them out. And then they show um, a camera angle that shows Oscar and Naomi smiling at each other, let you know like they're still friends, which kind of warms my heart. Oh, that's nice. And also, yeah. Oscar had a new shirt that says Oscar Lock on it. Oh, that's been her shirt. Oh, okay. First time yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. it. That shirt's been around since, like, at least before Royal Rumble. Like, I kind of hate this shirt because I wanted her old shirt, but, like, they ran out. So, I, yeah. and I'm not wearing an Oscar Lock shirt. That's one of the shirts you walk out and people, you go somewhere and be like, what? What? what is an Asuka? Yeah, Asuka Lock. And like, no, nah, I don't, don't want to explain the shirt. I just want to wear the shirt. Um, So... Yeah, so we go backstage where Caleb Braxton asks, uh, interviews a whole situation with uh, Kofi Kingston in the title. Uh, AJ says the WWE Championship opportunities don't grow on trees and you take them where you can get them. But what happened to Kofi was a mistake. Owens is a lose-lose situation and Kingston uh, will straight up rob. The McMahons aren't listening to the WWE Universe like they say they would. Mention how they came out in like mid-December and said, you know, we're the, the fans in the, in the University Authority pointed that out, Rich. He actually did. Unbelievable. So, so then he comes out and says, this this was Kofi's, or this is Kofi's moment and then Randy Orton walks up to him and then said uh, and then says, huh, you're defending you're defending Kofi? No wonder it took you 15 years to get here and it walked off. Excellent. And, and you know where he walked off? He walked. He walked off to to wrestler of the week candidacy. <laughs> How efficient! I'm telling you, Randy Orton is getting paid by getting paid by the hour now at this point, bro, or paid by the minutes. I'm telling you, bro, that man has an absurd PR rating. Yes, through the roof. Um. So Owens, or sorry, Owens comes out. And he makes his entrance, uh, and then we come back from a break, and we're informed that at this time that Rey Mysterio versus Andrade has been added to the fast lane pre-show. Horrible. I'm not watching. I don't so, I don't watch pre-show matches. Sorry. Oh yeah, they don't count anyway. So Correct. You know. Yeah, Look, so y'all had to tell me how it was. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be if they give it time, it'll probably be the best match on the show. Um anyway, so Daniel Bryan's at commentary, and we get Eric Rowan versus Kevin Owens. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Rowan ends up sending uh, Owens out to the floor with a drop kick. Daniel Bryan's on commentary talking shit, cash shit that uh, Kevin Owens can hear. So Owens attacks him. Um, Bryan and Rowan them just beat down on Owens until uh, Mustafa Ali comes out and makes a save. Um, Ali ends up nailing Rowan with the Hurricane Rana off the announce table. Um, that sends him flying into the uh, uh, post. Um, then Brian ends up uh, jumping um, Ali from behind, but Owens catches uh, Brian with a a, a a KO stunner. So, yeah, and so, that, that was in that segment. So, so, so they then, swap in Mustafa Ali for uh, to be Kevin Owens' friend now. I mean, it's, it's going to be real weird to try to remember that, like, Kevin Owens is a baby face when all this stuff happens now. It really is. Um, it, it, do you feel bad? Or do you feel sad that like, Ali came out and were like, wow, like, you were probably getting a title shot this month or at this show, and, like, your eye blew up? I mean, 
Sorry, Playa. Damn. So, uh, we come back from commercial. Charlotte makes her entrance, and we get a recap of uh, of Raw's main event segment. Uh, so Charlotte wonders how to attract Becky, and she ends up leading the crowd in a in a disingenuous Becky uh, chant. So then Becky comes out. She she hobbles. She ends up uh, walling her. <laughs> Uh, whatever she she limps her way with the crutch all the way to the ring she gets on the mic uh and then says that it's going to be back and um and telling that charlotte is uh this is the sound when the man comes around becky says that she'd be lying if she wasn't hurting but that's okay and that's the price to pay uh and then she'll do it to stay inside of flair's head um and she says oh she's definitely in her head and also in Ronnie's weird little head too. Um, she says that Ronnie that um, Rousey can't make up her mind wanting the match one minute and then doing her best to avoid the next. Um, and last night she hit her with her best, but Becky is still standing. Uh, she's still ready to fight again. Uh, so Charlotte knows she's, and so she also says to Charlotte that she's owned her for months, which is true. And uh, she beat her one on that one good leg. And um, so, yes, her having some bad uh, ribs and her arm being messed up. Um, but she's still dangerous. So basically this shit light. Yeah. So. <laughs> so then from there, she said, so she is about kicking her leg out of her leg. Uh, and she is uh, pounding on the leg some more, uh, like just like just like a flare would, like leg pounding. Look, the, like the, the flare heart, the flare heart academy of beating on legs, uh, <laughs> should be a thing. So, anyway, she starts working the leg, she ends up going for a figure eight, but uh, Becky ends up hitting her with a crutch, and then she ends up locking on this armor on, on, on flare, and, and then the crowd breaks out to a large Becky chant, um, and then Charlotte. Uh, rolls out to the ring as as Becky stands tall in the ring, uh, and that's the end of the show. We go black on that. Yeah, uh, I think this actually captured a little bit uh, more of the energy uh, here. I thought Charlotte was really good as far as like her being a heel all night, essentially on, on yes. the mic, and she just she she knows like pretty much how to act essentially like i think she's yes. a lot um better actress than she gets credit for yes especially when she's playing a heel like that stuff she does like she only i mean you know she's she still she still has room to grow but like her repertoire as performer um when it comes to interviews or um you know segments or whatever else as a heel is just so far beyond the babyface stuff. So it's like, like unless unless we get to a point where she can like you know show you, you know like and and work on that. Better to heal for a rest break unless she doesn't change. Yeah, she should never be no face. Like, <laughs> um, like unless she turn until the time where it's appropriate because you know she keeps going this race. She's gonna be you know get that legendary status right. So then it'd be like okay, well you know you can kind of ease on that and that's fine. But like. That's still a lot of time between now and that eventual date. So can we just like focus on when that time get comes, we'll get to it where she can like get away with that sort of thing. But right now it, it just don't work. Yeah, man. Uh, so I guess that's SmackDown. What's the better show this week? Um, I, 
this is what I'll say. I believe that both shows were good this week. I like, um, but there were less things that pissed me off on um, on SmackDown than on Raw. I don't know. I don't know how you want to do how you want to. Yeah, because usually, like the rule is when it's close, we go with Raw, right? But I mean, it was. I don't know how I can really reward Raw for literally being three hours of what seemed like filler, and you know they they really moved one storyline in an, in an exciting direction. Besides right. that. Like, I think- I think they did both of the same thing, but I think like there was nothing bad on SmackDown necessarily. Like they built, okay. So they built the match. They built all the match they need to build. Right. So they built, they, they made Joe the champion. He's starting to cut the promo to start this thing with us, uh, with, with pop, probably Cena. Um, they continued the, 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 uh, Andrade and Ray thing. They got, they finally did something with, uh, to give Oscar, with Oscar and Mandy or whatever else to, for, to build to that match. They actually built a very well done uh, thing on a one, on pretty much two week build between Kevin Owens and, um, and Daniel Bryan. Like, and also like they kind of righted the course off all the nonsense that happened on raw with the, with the main event um, angles. So I think that raw yeah. cleaned up a lot of raw. I, think, I feel like SmackDown cleaned up a lot of raw's messes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with SmackDown uh, this week. So uh, we will be back. Yeah. With the uh, LeBron James U Bum of the Week as well as the Wrestler of the Week. A name caller. What'd I say? Call I want to hear you say it. Call him a bum. <laughs> it's not a name call. It's a. Uh, right. You Bum. Welcome back. You already know what it is. It is time for the LeBron James U Bum of the Week. Now we have two honorable mentions here along with five normal nominees um so i guess we should start with honorable mentions aj styles this man in real time like if there was you the the act of like retweeting someone if that was a video that would be it and dunking on them that's what randy orton did aj styles yeah like he just showed up unannounced and just decided to dunk on that man and clap on him and aj just sat there just mystified like shit was that really it like (laughs) was that the real reason like i know they're headed towards a match wrestlemania but like um and you know we're headed towards four weeks and they'll actually like get a decent build but like it was it's been fun the last two weeks watching like randy just walk up on that man and it's like this miss just 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 dismiss him like that and that in that time of fashion it's been fun crazy um up next kofi kingston <laughs> james you yeah, suggested man. this one yeah it's a gag like look man they took him out of title match he ain't say he ain't raised a stink he ain't did nothing he just sat there and just took it and then and now where did they take him they took him across the world the other side of the road to go do promo like yeah man like they treat that man remember the first episode of total divas how like they they made it to where like Natty felt like she was always like the bride maid, never the bride. Like he felt like you know you know they always ask me to go do this and they'll do promo and they'll be all this and a third. He's like yeah man, like you know, like you done a great job these last two weeks, Kofi. Like the crowd chant for your name, but like this box off, but like this box office shit. Like 
you know, is a thing. So, like, fuck that. Uh, bring, uh, screw you, screw that. Here comes Kevin Owens, and we're gonna see you cross the world. Like, so, like, whatever. He ain't do nothing. He just went out there and did his job. Like, just like a good spoke on the wheel. Yeah. Um. Why are the Celtics good ki- worker? Be- why are the Celtics kicking the holy hell out of the Warriors right now? <laughs> It's like one fifteen to eighty seven. Good God! Um, you know the, you know the words about their half stinkers from time to time. Yeah, um, and on to our nominees. So we got Charlotte, who lost a fight to a one legged woman that she stole on first, and tried to set the booby trap to see woman or dude react. Yes, and then the night before, she said that like she's outnumbered in an ask. She's a one legged woman in an asking contest. And like, and she's lost to this woman before with one leg in an asking contest, and she lost again. Yeah, and uh, and she gave us no update on Ric Flair on either show. Is Ric Flair okay? Is he alive? Did he die? <laughs> like him and him, her and also Triple H. They both just like, yeah, he got his ass whooped by Batista last week, but like, is he okay? How's he doing? Nothing. Buckus. Yeah. Go check on your dad, Charlotte. Um, Rusev and Nakamura, the little John rule. Don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Uh, they jumped on these dudes and ended up asses whooped. All raw tag team bums that got the gauntlet ran on them by heavy machinery. I'm looking at you, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I'm looking at you, The Ascension. I'm looking at you. I forgot even who the third team was. Oh, B team. The B team. Yes. More like the F team for failures. Um, the revival. Or, you know, or the B could stand for bum. The bum team. That actually works. Um, the revival, the already in the ring all stars that they are. Um, yeah, just. They don't even want to let y'all win and y'all champions. <laughs> Was it uh what was the Jay Z Moonlight song? Like even when we when we lose? <laughs> yes. Um uh, and then Dean Ambrose. I he got his ass whooped by Elias. Uh he got he got clobbered with that fucking guitar. He lost a match to the dude, clean the middle. He looks like he's just he looks clearly like the weak link of this whole thing. And he was the weak link back when the shield broke up, which is the reason why he's like the nonsense of the, you know, I was the, the, the shield made me weak, even though he's the one that's taking all the fucking pinfalls whenever they lose. And now he's back to this this thing, and like it's just this melodrama, melodramatic bullshit. I'm like, I'm I'm over. Are we done? Can we vote now? Sure. Oh, it's Dean. It's definitely Dean. Yes, Dean Ambrose. Come on down. Um this whole thing is it's microwaved it's a rush job it's throwing out the last months of everything they tried it's an admission of failure it's i it's it's everything that um that we said it was in real time james and then them seeing what they what they got into right and then running all the way from it I disagree. It 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 morphed in it or it evolved into something far worse than I ever would have imagined it would have happened like I thought, I thought like this ain't a good idea. Um, I think it was kind of in poor taste, and then it turned, it got worse and worse every single week. And now, like he wants, he wants to leave, and 
this whole thing. And now the storyline is, well, let's throw the guy a bone and hope that he stays. Like, <laughs> wow. That is literally wow, the storyline, James. We're trying to recruit this dude to to not to change his mind. Actually, sign with us by beating him every single week and embarrassing him, and, and you know, and, and breaking and putting wool across his back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, amazing. I, I would have liked to vote for someone else, but no, no. Like it, a lot of these were um, Lil John rules, and nah, Dean Ambrose, come on down. Congratulations, you are the LeBron James U bum of the week. On to our Wrestler of the Week nominees. <clears throat> Honorable mention, Randy Orton. Never has a man been more efficient than Randy Orton has been these last couple weeks. Um, he's LeBron shooting 60% in 2013 right now. He's Wilt Chamberlain with a 31 PER. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's Aaron Rodgers when he's on fire right now. Oh He's Barry God. Bonds getting on base right now. <laughs> Everything that Randy Orton is doing in small doses has been phenomenal. Whether it's rolling in and hitting RKO, whether it's dropping a one-liner and just walking off. He's just really enjoying the shit out of this because it's like, how much can I do? How, or excuse me, how little can I do and still make yes. as big, big of an impact as possible? This is just, this is, this is Randy Orton's destiny right here. This is what he was I, made to do at this point. I guess. And it, it is so funny because it's like, you would think that um, somebody as good as him, uh, they like, they wouldn't get fulfillment out of this, but like, that man don't care. Like he he's been he came into this at an age where like people were marked about like they wanted to apply their craft to, to the best of their ability. It's about like look, like his dad is Cowboy Bob Orton. Like he is all about like make as much money as you can for as little work as possible, as opposed to this era of guys where they're just like, I just want you like put on the best performances that I possibly can. And look, I just want to be here. A, it's, it's like like forget that virtue shit. Like I grew up in the age, I grew up in the age when like the 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 business was was you know scummy. So like, look, you want to pay me millions of dollars um, a year for me to only do like you know sixty or like less than a hundred dates or it was like, eighty dates or whatever it is. Fine. You want me to come on TV and like you know basically stay in shape and then cut one liners. Fine, I'll gladly do that. I got kids. Yes, <laughs> I got step kids. Yes. Uh, so, Randy Orton, uh, you won't make the official list, but you are in our hearts. Uh, so, <laughs> um, Randy Orton in our hearts. Yep. Uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins by them damn selves. Um, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Moving on. Uh, Samoa Joe won his first mandatory. Yeah, won his first belt. Cut a great promo. He, he's he's some old fucking Joe. Triple H cut a great promo. Uh, looking forward to seeing what else they can do. These Triple H angles always get so much care and attention. And it's like, okay, something happens one week. You can't wait for the next step in the story. And it tends to make sense. And you can look at the build from last year that they did. Um Black, black. It is on a short build. It is on a short build, so like it won't get into one of those things where like is We're, Triple H gaslighting, or are they going to like change what the story is slightly every single week? Like, there's not enough time. Seems like there's not enough time for him to like, you know, have Vince or him change his mind on what is he they're going for. Right. 
Uh, then we got Blackashay who whooped on the bar, and they're getting their first or first pay per view tag team championship match uh, this Sunday. So and they've never been left lane ever. Yep. Still looking strong, still being protected. Uh, DIYs fell off the face of the earth because of uh, Chapa's injury, uh, so that's kind of taking Gargano off uh, TV. So these guys are like the last two standing at the moment right now. Yeah, Gargano. Look, Chapa has found a way to steal more uh, shine from Johnny. Great, <laughs> great. Thanks, thanks. So, yeah, they said that dude might have spinal stenosis. That's the rumor. Yeah. Well. well <sighs> then let's 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 see look let's see how they find out how to screw johnny this time at a at, 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 at a takeover let's see uh, then our last nominee elias so uh elias is the, the perfect test theory for, for anyone can be on the wrestler of the week list and uh he was in rare form this week got a pinfall victory great promo and then also he clobbered the fuck out of Dean Ambrose like with the guitar and the guitar sh- shots just pop me pretty much every time it's the one redeeming uh, thing about Jeff Jarrett in his career is the Jeff Jarrett greatest hits uh, YouTube video that exists that's about it like if you can't get that over you might as well leave the business <clears throat> um I don't know man this is this is tough this is between so I'm looking at Samoa Joe and I'm looking at Elias like man y'all two were great this week yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go with some more Joe, um, but I think I think uh, I think this is the second week we ever uh, nominated Elias for for us of the week. Yeah, I he won. Is, he's won one before. Ah, okay. Well, Samoa Joe gets this one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a long time coming. It's about damn time. Um, and hopefully, uh, they let him do the things he does that makes him so awesome. Yep, won the championship. Uh, I'm right there with you, Samojo. You are the wrestler of the week. So um, that's pretty much going to wrap up One Nation Radio this week. Thank you guys all for listening, reaching out to us, and uh, interacting with the show. We always appreciate it. And uh, make sure you guys check out all the other shows here on Lords of Pain Radio. Sundays, the Doc Chad Matthews, I will be making an appearance on their uh, this weekend, we are set to record that. I believe that is his Sunday episode that's coming out. Chad also will be joining One Nation Radio over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, um, where we will be getting into part two um, of our Cutting the Trash off the WWE roster series, where we're literally firing a bunch of people. We're keeping 40 men and 20 uh, female acts um, from the company, and everyone else gets fired. So... <laughs> Um, also make sure you guys check out the global revolution as well as kingdom of honor all about elite the right side of the pond perfect 10 wrestling show with our boy the implications and sports entertainment is dead uh, with uh, Samuel plan believe I said the right side of the pond yes I did so shouts out to those guys as well Uh, James you got anything to add before we get up out of here today Uh, no not much I'm just interested to hear uh uh, Chad Connery finish this thing up because I think uh, we kind of went through the the cutting process on main roster. I think we're gonna have to go back and like some come back and pick up some of the people that we cut or try to pick up the best cuts and bring them back. And that's gonna be an interesting part of the uh, to finish it up. Yep. And um, so we also had an announcement uh, this week 
where um, for over WrestleMania weekend, we will be along with keeping it strong style. We will be at the original Hooters um, on WrestleMania day for suplex mania. So uh, we will be hosting a live podcast with trivia and doing a whole like meet and greet deal. So if you guys are in the New York area uh, on the day of WrestleMania, you're not going to the show. If you're hitting indie shows and everywhere else, you're looking for a place to watch WrestleMania, come kick it with your boys from one nation radio uh, and keeping it strong style. And we're going to have drink specials for you guys, everything like that. So uh, it'll be a good time. And if it goes really well, if and everything holds up, you can bet your ass uh, Suplex Mania 2 here in Tampa Bay will be epic. So, <laughs> anything to add on that end, James? No. Well, all right. Uh, we'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. Sorry, Chad.